Hey, what is up, guys? It's Terence. This is another observations episode. Let's go. Growing up, my dad used to explain what he thought was the key cultural difference between Americans and Chinese. He said, in America, they show children an example of a star, then ask them to draw their own version of it. In China, you're shown an image of a star and asked to replicate it perfectly. This example stuck with me as I grew up. I viewed the US as the global leader on virtually all major fronts from economics, military to the humanitarian. I also saw Americans as hyper-competitive, vocal, and strongly opinionated. They've produced the greatest number of outliers in sports, science, and accumulated wealth. But they're also blighted with many issues that come with higher variability, but crucially, they've been able to maintain an enviously high GDP per capita. The term imitate often has negative connotations, especially in cultures that highly value leadership roles and individualism. After the Cultural Revolution, China was impoverished for many decades and strictly adhered to the communist model, but it just didn't work. So after Mao, when he passed away, Deng Xiaoping led the country. China opened up to international trade in a form of tightly regulated capitalism. The enterprising element created a surge in export activity because of several factors, but importantly, it was because of the low production costs that China was able to provide. When a poor nation lacks decades of stability, it's seldom to find genuine innovation in the pursuit of the arts and culture. People are just too focused on putting food on the table. So you look abroad at what's being demanded. You produce the wares and you supply it. Here's where the explosion of low quality replicas occurred. But in every disadvantage, there is an advantage. China was playing catch up and that put them in a position to observe trends, but also to assess widely used systems. One major example is the timing and adoption of smartphones. The Chinese masses essentially leapfrogged computers and saved huge sums on the further building and maintenance of the landline telephone system. So whether you find yourself behind or adopt a wait and see approach, observing others attempt is like modeling. You learn from their mistakes and it says how you can avoid the same hurdles and possibly even work out a better strategy and system. Now, China is a leading nation in digital currency and a challenger in other applied science fields. So China is the innovator in select areas, but they will eventually see the leadership position, right? Well, not necessarily, because China isn't primarily focused on competition. China is focused on independence, which affords them measured and deliberate investments. But this requires the protection and guidance from the government to nurture and shield the fragile R&D groups. Innovation is not just fantastic, but it's critical to the advancement of human civilization. But when you compete on innovation, 
it must be a reward for the pioneering group. Under capitalism, the rewards are enterprise profits. In the competition process of innovation, there are not only errors because of the speed factor, but casualties. Companies die, capital is burnt and lost. The what, who, where and when we choose to allocate our resources, like time, attention, money and effort, is ultimately what the human collective should prioritize. The main challenge is the how, because our societal layers are slowing down the flow of information and the decision-making process. There are situations which we can lead and others where we should follow. So what's your take? Do you think this observation has merit? Can it be refined? Find me and let me know through any of the social media platforms on linktree forward slash Terence Tam. And so until next time, peace.